In order to support our show, we need some help from some great advertisers. And we want to make sure that those advertisers are one you actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash scam to take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better, honey. That way we can bring on advertisers that you won't want to skip. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. How to scam, y'all. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash scam thank you for your help congregation scams cons robbery and fraud scams cons robbery and fraud scam goddess what's up congregation we are back with another installment of scam goddess it's your girl Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. I named the show after me with a very obvious uh, alias. Hi, guys. I'm so excited. I met this girl in the bathroom. <laughs> this is good. I met her in the bathroom, and I loved her so much. Guys, You, I mean, she's Forbes 30 under 30, Comedy Central, digital, writer for Sunnyside. Also, just the youngest, coolest, hippest. Like, I am sucking her energy out like I am a witch from Hocus Pocus right now. I'm so into it, guys. I have. I won't kill her. I will suck to the point of death, though. But then I'll stop. Uh, we have Io Adebari. Did oh, I do it right? You did it perfectly. Oh, thank you. You did it so perfectly. I hate fucking up people's names. I know. It's hard. It's a big pet peeve of mine. I'll ask you four times because you can only ask in the beginning. That's true. Because like when you meet somebody, you got to be like, what's your name? Okay, what's your name again? I will say <laughs> there are people, there are comics that we know who I like and who I know like me back because they hang out with me and are friendly with me. And they call me AO and it's to the point of... It's too late, you know, like we've hung out like a few times and I tried to make the initial adjustments. I tried to remind, but I think they just have an opinion set. And so <laughs> I have not, an opinion about your name. A, they got an opinion. They, they have something that they want to say about my name and I'm going to let them say it. I think wild take. It's never too late to correct someone on your name. Don't let it. I know you can let it months go by, it's but been it's okay. Months. It's been months. It's okay. We're reaching a year almost. Everyone feels better when you're like, hey, this is my name. Because then you're, they're going to find out at some point. They're either going to see it on TV True. Or, or they're going to see another friend go up to you and be like, oh, yeah, what's up? And they're going to be like, who is that? I'm telling you, it's been, it, there's been situations I, I, where some people will be like, oh, Ayo, and the other person will be like, yes, Ayo. Like, everybody thinks they're right. You know what I mean? Oh, so that, yeah, they're it's just marriage like stuck story. on there. It's marriage story, but it's about my name. Oh, God. A marriage story, Adam Driver's character was wrong. That was very obvious. Yeah, but it's from the perspective of... A guy, so no. <laughs> so so it's complicated. Yeah, which I was like, no, he an asshole. Like, he even said it that he was an asshole. Yes. Why are we watching this? Yes. The marriage story was trash. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That story has been told a billion times. There's a, a white man who thought he was more interested than what he was and was sucking the life out of his wife. Wow. White men get married and then they resent their wives. They get married so fast and then they're like, <laughs> marriage, the old ball and chain, right? <laughs> it's like, you, you made got that ball. Here. You made the chain. What are you talking about? <laughs> you bought the chain, my guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like this is my my hot film take is that I think Baumbach said everything he had to say about divorce when he made Squid and the Whale, and 
anyone who cares about that can I come at me. Them. Squid on the Whale goes off. Okay, tweet at us about Squid on the Whale. I don't know what it is. Is that it? Is it Squid on the Whale? Is that what you said? <laughs> the Squid and the Whale. The Squid yeah. and the Whale. Or Squid on the Whale. Squid on the Whale. I want to see that. Make that, <laughs> that movie. That sounds like a porn, like an amateur porn. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ayo, what's your relationship with scams? I appreciate a good scam. Okay, great. I appreciate one. You're in the right place. I, I, I like I like to look at them. Today I was actually thinking about one of my favorite scams of all time um, because J-Lo is hosting or is uh, performing at the Super Bowl halftime yes, show. she is, which is a scam in itself. And her whole career is one long scam. Oh, the longest con. J-Lo can't sing. And did you know that J-Lo doesn't know that she can, can't sing? Well, that's the thing that is. <laughs> she did an interview and then she was like. Like, she, I never knew that people didn't think I could sing. I thought I could sing. Like, she thought that she was on, she thinks she's on multiple tracks, but it's not her. Like, it will literally be Ashanti or Christina Milian or, like, another girl who sounds like her. Like, it's other people. But and, is she collecting the royalties? Yes. I love it. That's a scam. Ooh, baby. <laughs> J-Lo um, invented yeah. baby. Not Ashanti. No, it's. it's I'm rewriting history. So, so so she thinks she's on these tracks? I'm confused. I think she, like, or she thinks that she's still good, even though, like, she's not singing for most of these songs. Like, a lo- and a- I was reading up because I was just, I just, I was fascinated. I became fascinated for myself. And a lot of the, like, uh like write-ups of the song will be like, J-Lo didn't have time to make it to the studio. Like, J-Lo was busy. It's like, doing what? Not singing, obviously. Where was she? I love having your name on a track, but then being too busy to actually sing on it. That like, is fantastic. It's the kind of stuff that I aspire to. Yeah, it's it's wild. But still making money. Yes. That's what I want. Um, <laughs> well. She's a little thief. And I love that. Also, she's Jenny so from young. the Block? She uses she human growth sing. hormone. She didn't sing Jenny in the Block. She uses human growth hormone. She does when she works out. That's why her body's so good. Wait, really? Yeah, she gets shots. I'm doing it. I'm doing no, it. No, Lacey. Yeah, I want no. that J-Lo sweet, sweet bod. Oh so I'm going to inject myself with human That's growth so hormone. That's so scary. Oh, it's not. It's so... She's 50. Ooh, she I looks just got great. A shake she's so in my healthy. Body. That, is that healthy to inject yourself with human growth Hormone? Hormone? Every now and then. Look, it's just like drinking alcohol. Everything's bad for you. You got to do it in moderation. You got to do your human growth hormone in in moderation. moderation. (laughs) Yeah. When I get my blood transfusions from young queer black men, I'm Ed Buck. Um, (laughs) I do that in moderation. (laughs) I'm Ed Buck. Ed Buck finally is going to jail. He is a scammer that we can't talk about. Yeah, that's... He did murder so many black men. That's not a scam. That's a crime. (laughs) That's a crime. He's He's a a murderer. He's a murderer. If you don't know who Ed Buck is, look him up. He was a donor to the Democratic Party, but only because the Republican Party kicked him out because of uh, uh, homophobia. Um, (laughs) Hobophobia. Because, yeah, he, he, he um, really liked hobos. Yeah, but he, yeah, he was out here killing black men. He had so many black men die at his house. Yeah. It's not cool to have that many people die at your house, and no. then the cops are just like, another one? Yeah. I guess this is fine. Like, why? Then also there was like a network of people who were like, hey, Ed Buck's probably going to ask you to go to his house. Don't do it. You might die. <laughs> like, not ideal. When you start getting PSA so people don't come to your dinner parties, you're doing something wrong at your house. Mm. <laughs> but... Let's get to the first segment. Yay. 
that is what's hot and fraud. So this is where we just like mm. warn our listeners what's hot and fraud. Sometimes we get like a fun listener letter and we just say that. Um, and, and today it's a fun listener letter from Scamala Anderson. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah, she coined that name herself and mm-hmm. wrote it in the comments. Mm. It's great. Hey, Scamala. Scamjula Bassett. Oh, Scamjula Bass is good too. I want to light somebody's car on fire with a cigarette. Come on. Come oh. on. Oh. So it's the least, it's the least you deserve. Yes. So Scamala says, Girl, I love the show. Okay, thank you, Scamula. Um, I'm going to skip the other compliments, but thank you. She says, so anyway, my retired scam consisted of buying an item, usually big ticket, at a big box store. Then I'd go back into the store the next day with the receipt, get the same item off the shelf, and then go get your money back. Technology killed the scam, she said. Whoa. Yeah, because serial numbers. Yeah. Because before serial numbers, you probably could just roll up in that bitch and be like, yeah, I bought this same washer and dryer Yes. <laughs> Day, oh my roll it to the front, give them the receipt. Oh my god, <laughs> and they pay you for your washer and dryer. Wait, also, wait, hold on, when was this happening? Um, she doesn't put a year, but okay, it had to have been a while yeah, ago. Yeah, that I'm like, where are you? And that's kind of also, I'm like, where are you? Because I feel like some places, like if they're more like small town or yeah. more rural, they'd be like. Oh, Scamala, good to see you. Dang, your washer's really messing up. You gotta check if it's... Don't worry about it. Yeah, just roll it in. It's all good. It reminds me of Good Girls, where they go Mm. to the big box. Have you seen Good Girls? I love Good Good Girls Girls Scammers. It's coming back in February. Watch it. Okay. It's so good. It's basically Mad Money, the plot of the movie Mad Money, but then like they make it a TV show. Oh, that's good. Yeah, with the white woman from Mad Men who I can't remember her name. Yes, Christina Hendricks. Thank you. I love her so much. And Retta. And Mae Whitman. You know all their names. Yeah. I don't actually. So you this said, is. You, I said the show. You, there was a blank look in your eye. Well, this and is. And you listed all the cast. My scam. My personal scam is that I got a BFA in playwriting, and I learned that uh, in order to succeed in this industry, you don't actually have to have seen things. You just have to know who is in it and what it's generally about. Ah. So spend enough time on IMDb, and you can wheedle your way into a writing career. I just one episode of everything. That's also, yeah. that's all, that also works. Then you get tone. People mm. love talking about tone. You know, tone makes me horny. Yeah. Um. Tone, <laughs> tone makes me horny. So the next scam, the scam list sent us two scams. The other scam is, she said, another one I just thought up, which I love that she's writing as if she's talking. Um, and she says, I worked at a convenience store and fountain drinks were keyed in manually. I would key it in and pocket the money and I was taking home around $150 a day. Jesus Christ. But the store got robbed and I was out. <laughs> Scamala. You hey. was robbing the store every day. What you mean you was out when they got robbed? Wait, wait Scamala, no. That's <laughs> that's where she drew the line? She was like, someone else robbed the store with a gun. Do you see what I mean, though? This, to me, is like a thing where I'm like, where are you? Yeah. No. No. Because, no. like, convenience store chains, especially, I think the bigger the store, the less people care about the minutia and the semantics, which makes a little scam uh. perfect. Because if it's like a mom and pop gasoline station where everybody no, knows no, your no. names, like fucking cheers you gas, you also can't steal you're gonna from know. mom and pop. It's important. It's, 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 it's moral to steal from corporations. Yeah, because they're I, evil inherently. Yeah. Like, I think all women should, should steal makeup tampons. We should definitely steal tampons. I had a friend who worked at 
redacted corporation, and I'm afraid they'll find him. But <laughs> he worked at Facebook, and at Facebook they have re they have such nice like amenities. And I would just go to the bathroom, and I'd bring in a tote bag, and I would steal all the um, tampons. You were doing the right thing. And pads. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. And I would just take them and put them in my bag, and I was like, they're gonna buy more, <laughs> so. Might as well. Also, the least they could do for women. Thank you. They're stealing all my data. I might as well be able to reap a little bit of something from it. Also, like, how many women are at Facebook? You probably stole tampons from one woman. <laughs> it feels like this sort of thing. Like, um, you know, when the first woman went into space for, like, six days, they gave her 100 tampons into space. Like, in, they sent her into space They, they think she tampons. was going to start bleeding more in space? Marcia Belsky, so this comic, has a really funny <laughs> song about it, but... Yeah, they sent her into space with 100 tampons. And that feels like that same energy. Where Facebook is like, we have three women working here. But we'll get 10,000 tampons <laughs> yes, every yes, day. Every single day. Because that way, if a woman ever happens in this bathroom, they'll well, be like, ooh, look. What happens? I mean, you know what it's like. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. When you just start your, your period and you be bleeding for a year straight. And so, because <laughs> that's how blood works. And so you need 100 tampons a day. I be bleeding <laughs> all day, er day. <laughs> They're so dumb. But also, I think it's to create that illusion of like, there must be so many women who work here. Because look how many industrial boxes of tampons we have in the bathroom. For bitches that definitely work at Facebook. With vaginas. <laughs> With vaginas. Or not. Yeah, exactly. They, or not. Or not. I wish Facebook was that woke. I hate them so much. Um, I hate the power they have over me at this moment. I need to let it go. Um, guys, yourself. <laughs> yes, my per- the personal power that Mark Zuckerberg has over me. You know you can hear this, right? He... He's listening everywhere. He's in this room. <laughs> that weird-ass haircut. <laughs> Beady little eyes. Oh, such a nasty-looking man. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Scams! Cons! All right, guys, and we're back. And it's time for Historic Hoodwinks, which is my favorite segment of the show. This is where I will regale Aya with a very famous hoodwink. And we'll just get her opinions all throughout, interjected in between. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah. Little director's commentary. Yes. So today's Historic Hoodwink, which is Aya's a black woman, if you don't know. What? Uh, No. I know. I know. (laughs) No, No, I'm telling everyone I'm doxing you as black. No, I'm white. Um, No, I'm white guy. I do this almost every show because I be saying nigga a lot. That's the first nigga of the show. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily sound black on the airwaves, so I just got to remind you guys. People um, in this, in this, in this, um, what do you call this thing? Like a podcasting universe have yeah. told me that I sound like Jess McKenna before. Yeah, I could get, I could hear that. And we've only met her once, but I didn't think when we talked that we sounded like each other. Maybe we She do. has a deeper voice than you do, so I wouldn't say that. Well, then I'll pitch it down. But any, <laughs> but an, any white woman. Hey, guys, this is Jess McKenna, and I'm here saying the N-word. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that's Hit a it, nigga. <laughs> that nigga sounded very white. Hey, this is Jess McKenna. <laughs> Can I, this is probably mean. <laughs> no, I love it. It's fantastic. Jess would love it. Jess probably loves it. Um... So this is important, though, because I wanted another black woman on the show to discuss this scammer because it's a delicate topic. Yes. It's the welfare queen. Oh, Linda Taylor. Oh, Lord. And 
And boy, oh boy, did that name do a number on our community. Just want to remind you guys that the majority of people on welfare are white. It is a fact. Mm. They are. A lot of them are in California. Mm. Um, But they are not black. And the welfare queen really, when you talk about a hit for the culture. Like really. Like DC sniper level hit. Where like, (laughs) we're like, black people don't kill people at random. We kill people over small amounts of money. (laughs) Like, And then the DC sniper came out and was just literally shooting everybody and then we had to spin it and we was like well he was also spending time with his son so <laughs> he was a good dad he was a good dad that, which is all so brutal to have to be like I guess the spin is fatherhood I don't know yeah he was hanging out with his son he took his son to lots of murders <laughs> like how do we fix this yeah so the welfare queen did a number on the black community uh, but I love her <laughs> Today we celebrate the welfare queen. Today we celebrate the welfare queen. Okay. Black History Month. Oh no! Oh no! We call her Linda from the re- for the for here on out. Um, but Linda Taylor was born in 1926. Honey, the Roaring. the Roaring. The 20s were like real. <laughs> and and also like this is a bad time for black people. So I can't believe y'all even tried to call her the welfare queen. She is just out here trying to live her life. I'm not mad. She's just trying to get to new. What am I saying? Every day is a bad day for black people in this country. Um, (laughs) It's not gotten that much better. All right. Well, a little bit, but not a lot. Um, So we have like phones and showers. Yeah, we have phones and showers, but that's stuff that everybody has. I know, but I'm just I talking d- specifically rights wise. Well, yeah, no, but I, that's what I that's what I had to offer phones and showers. <laughs> So her name was Martha Louise White in Gold Dust, Tennessee is where she was born. That's a cool place. And she was born to a white woman named Lydia Mooney White. A little white person named White. (laughs) (laughs) What is this tone? Is this for Black History Month? She was born whitey white. So this is her mother. So Martha Louise White is the welfare queen Linda Taylor's original name. Um, And then... Her father was a Negro, oh and she God. had been conceived in Alabama, where at the time sexual relationships between white folks and black folks this can't was be legal. illegal and punishable <laughs> by prison, honey. The family frequently lied about her race. I want to play like tiny little piano underneath this. <laughs> I wanted a piano too. We might have to edit in a piano. That's definitely the music. As telling the truth could have made her mother guilty of a felony. Martha grew up in the child entering sharecroppers who made little money. We're going to have to fuck with the levels on this. People are going to hate this. I have to stop. Um, they will hate that and we will have to fuck with the levels. Um, so That's on me. The family frequently lied about her race and telling her that she was, you know, a white person, which that yeah. was a common thing, especially in mm. Louisiana. Like there's lots of Creole people who pass for Where white. Where are you from? Louisiana? I'm from Dallas, Texas. Dallas, okay, okay. Yeah, but I have family in Louisiana. Yeah. And you're well, from oh, Boston, yeah. I'm from right? Boston. Yeah, yeah, there's no passing. There's no passing in Boston. Boston, you're either Irish, Catholic, <laughs> or black. <laughs> or Vietnamese. Oh, they will give you Vietnamese? Yeah. And then and then there's like but some But Hispanics Cape, have to be black? There's Cape Verdean people. There's not that many Hispanic and Latino people in, like, it's, like, certain neighborhoods. It's, like, very raci- like racially segregated. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. how Pittsburgh is. Yeah, Every yeah, little yeah. neighborhood is its own race, and yeah. then there's not a lot of mixing. There's, it's, yeah, it's, like, there's definitely a separation, but there's not, there's not a lot of passing. Yeah. Even though I did meet one, there's one g- girl I met who, ha- who was a black girl. She was half black, and she's the only black person I've ever met with a Boston accent. 
Oh, she was God, raised by that her sounds horrible. White family. It wasn't horrible. It was just deeply fascinating, and I think about her a lot. Oh, a lot. No, it's. I always feel for black people who get raised by the the white part of the family. <laughs> oh, I do. Because either they ignore your race and like she's just like us, she's just tan, or they like indoctrinate racism into your soul. Oh no, <laughs> I feel like there's gotta be a middle ground. Can you not always guess when someone is half black and they have a black mom? <laughs> I can. Yeah, well, I come, well, honestly, tra- there's a certain age where it's like, oh, there's, like, hair. You're, like, wor- you like you're, I feel like it's either, like, they're working through hair and, like, getting to a good place, or their hair is, like, immaculate because it was, like, so rough during childhood. That's true. And now they're like, no, 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 I know how to do this perfectly. <laughs> there will be no mistakes. I am free. The shackles have the sh- been released. Take the shackles off, off my, my feet. Uh, so take the shackles off my hair. Or as we say here, take the shackles off my feet so I can scam. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Yes. You should feel good. I about didn't that come one. up with that. Someone <gasps> else did. Don't Whoa. know who. Uh, <laughs> that's Twitter for you, okay. but I won't steal it. I'm not Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I got it off Twitter. <laughs> so. Martha grew up the child of ignorant sharecroppers who made a little bit of money, honey, and were devastated by droughts and floods all the mm. time. It was always droughting or flooding, <laughs> which is some bullshit. It was either real dry or it was real wet. This is like biblical. <laughs> it was too wet or too dry. Damn. So on top of the financial deprivation, she was often made to feel like an outsider in her own family and community because of race. Mm, mixed race. She was expelled from an all-white school at the age of six and didn't make it past the second grade. She must have been in an all-white school as some Negro I'm came so out and they sad. were like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this tan white woman black? She just should have said she was Italian. She really should have. But at that time, I think Italians were still getting it rough. White people hadn't united as one white front in America. That's true. They still was talking about Irish people, like, you know what I mean? All splitting up. Now they're like, make America great again. We're all the same robot human. You know, they got together like the Power Rangers and was like, it's racist time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, everybody got on. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Just white cloaks, just real pristine gloves. Oh, right. All of it. We should have known. Apple bottom jeans, boots with the spurs, anything there? Right. I don't know. Okay. Uh, So. She gave birth to her first child in 1940, around the age of 14, and would go on to give birth to four more over her lifetime. That sucks. I know, that's too young to have a baby. While she did make attempts at a formal employment, she was also at a disadvantage. Hello, racism limited her education, and racism also limited her employment opportunities. And even if she, like, she often leaned into racial fluidity or assumed to be white, it still wasn't helping. They Mm. knew that Linda had a little drop. Yes, 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 yes. Of that spicy flavor. In wow. That spicy flavor we call a black father. <laughs> Woo! Okay. So she certainly perpetrated welfare fraud, showing up to aid offices, describing her hardships she hadn't experienced, and children she didn't have to get expedited checks. So she did have a child, but she was fruitful and multiplied that one child into <laughs> hypothetical Are many we in children. Church? <laughs> we are. The scam She goddess. was fruitful and begat scams. <laughs> She did, and she multiplied wow. her children, okay. hypothetically. So, most of the time, it worked. She used a rotating cast of aliases to get those checks, honey. And she, per- she perpetrated other frauds in programs and private systems like life insurance. Which life insurance itself is a scam. Yes. We give you little amounts of money our entire life so that when we die, 
Not fun when we die. Not no. fun. No, pretty brutal. Also, don't get any money. <laughs> it's for your family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my parents have life insurance policies, so I feel good about it. Because <laughs> you know you're going to get a check. Yes. Hey. Well, am I su- on- Listen, they tell me. They I- tell me this information. I'm not su- am I supposed to be sad about it? No, it's just preparation. It's good that your parents are responsible. I know. My parents had the life insurance man come over. It's a very weird process. Yeah. They came to our house and then assessed how healthy my parents were. Yeah, it's weird. Which was gross. They yeah. were in their 30s. And then, then this man's in there like, how, how good you breathe? Do you have young parents? Uh, my mom's 50, so oh, yeah. Oh, wow. She's very young. Ooh, yeah. My mom has just turned redacted. 60. Oh, okay. See, that's they had you at a responsible age. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm they, glad my mom had me at 21. And they just had one. I wish that I had had a baby at 21. No, you don't. I do, because then I could have like a little friend to get cocktails with. Jesus. <laughs> okay, Lord. I'm 28, so I guess not. Yeah, right, no, seven, not right now. But yeah, it would not be like all. the hottest little baby that I go get contacts. And contacts you're still contact. You're you so regardless of age, you just want somebody who you can get cocktails with. Yes, when, but who's also my C. Okay. <laughs> and that's sort of something that I think you should pin for yourself. No, don't really healthy think aspiration. Okay, yeah, all right, no, no worries. This little yeah. hot little baby that I get cocktails you, with. You it's like really sufficient. Yeah, no, with my baby. I think that's maybe all right. Yeah, I think it's cool. Okay, <laughs> I like that. You feel good about that. <laughs> I am happy for you that that makes you feel good. Uh, but I'm ripped. I was ripped off of that experience because I'm a millennial who's chosen not to have children. Yes, because uh, it's crazy. Oh god, it's unethical. It is wild. Like kids, bad for the planet. I know. <laughs> Save the planet. Don't have a child. I know. I know. It's you know how much so energy unethical. a baby is. I know. I'm kidding, guys. Have your babies. I, I get love really freaked it. out by the idea of something looking like me. Oh, I, lo- I that's what I want. I know. I want that so bad. I once dated a guy because we had the same name. <laughs> now you guys know. I'm learning a lot about you. Yeah. He was not a great guy, but boy, just saying my own <laughs> boy, name. Boy, the name. <laughs> It was very fun. He was lazy. I was lazy. That was good enough for me wow. for too long. Yeah. Uh, the bar's on the floor. Men, you know that. <laughs> so she may have suffered from mental illness is what a lot of articles have kind of gleaned about Linda. But I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think she was a genius. Where are they getting this? Um, which Just... you can be both. You can have mental illness and be a genius. That's so, so true. But I, I think that, you know. White guys are allowed to do that all the time. Exactly. And then they, it's cool. They make a movie about it. Ever seen, ever seen a, a brilliant, a brilliant, a beautiful mind? Right. That's all that movie's about. And uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yes. So at our first trial. Well, kind of. Well, yeah. At her first trial over welfare fraud, her attorney asserted that she was incapable of knowing whether or not she was telling the truth and had her evaluated by a psychiatrist. In 1978, three of her lawyers said the same and two psychiatrists found that she was, quote unquote, psychotic. Whoa. I don't know about that. Uh, a series of experts examined her over the next years and couldn't make firm conclusions about her mental health. Her, befa- her behavior certainly seemed to have followed clear and disturbing patterns. Every chance she got, she used fake names to sign up for public benefits, even when it led authorities right back to her. She did not seem capable of telling the truth, even in small matters like her own name. I don't know if this makes you psychotic. She was just a smart black woman. Are you fucking kidding me? She was born in 1926. Bitch, I'm a lot of everybody. Every day. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm black and born in the past. All I do is lie. Why would I tell the truth to white people? 
What what good would that do me? This is this is a time where white people are openly hanging people. This is a time where white Whoa. people are openly killing well, people. Why yeah. would you ever tell somebody white the truth in 1940? Damn, <laughs> damn, that's real. I that seems like a scam in itself. It's interesting. Where I'm like also the way that this is phrased is like were people trying to help her? Or were they trying to, like, indict her? Because if they were trying to, like, indict her, yeah, obviously she's going to be like, yeah, I'm crazy. Okay, I left out that Linda Taylor's a bad bitch. She's attractive. Pull up a photo of her, Brody. She's bad. She's a little hottie? She's a little hottie. Okay? And she's also, like, the beginning of that racially ambiguous, like... She's sort of doing, like, the, like, uh, you know, like, those all those British girls who are light-skinned and they sing, like... Then they put on that dark-ass hair. Oh, the Jarrahs? Yeah. What did I go? I've talked about Jarrah on here. So she's, like, doing Oh, she was a little Jorah Smith. Yes. No, she was sexy, honey. And also, they wasn't allowing people to make these kinds of babies at the time, so she was rare, you know? You know what? There weren't many Lindas walking around on these streets, honey. And then also, she was a bad bitch, and she dressed good. She had style. She's doing sort of like a female, like, pimp thing. Oh, she was a bad bitch you could never kill. I really like that. Oh, my God, that picture of her and her lawyer is really what I feel like you and I look like. Oh, yeah, that is us. That's us. That's really great. I would be her lawyer. Um, so I think that also plays into part of like, yeah, people are trying to help her. It's so interesting that, I mean, listen, to me, she looks Italian. You know what I mean? She looks like spicy what? She looks like. <laughs> she does look. Fl- kind like, of like Dua Lipa, like she's from Kosovo. Yeah. It's Dua- Rita Ora. Yeah. Kosovo. Yeah. They're all from Kosovo. But like, it's interesting that she passes. You know what I mean? But. Now, but, but when she's really involved, look at her. but if she's involved in the scam, no, I think it's like that thing where people are like, oh, she's black. Like you, like, like they pushed her into the box of like blackness because they were like, no, we don't. Which is deeply unfair because if you're half white, you're half white. You're well, half of both. Yes. But in this country, you're never half white. Yeah. Except for Barack Obama, who was the first person who was half white I've ever heard in my life. She's literally a passer. When Barack Obama became president, white people came out and said, yeah. he's half white. And I, I was like, I've yeah. never heard that phrase before, no. ever. Because they, because they had no need for the phrase. No one wanted <laughs> They said, the Barack Hussein Obama, a white. <laughs> they said, he's partly ours. <laughs> Please, Negroes, pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just hush now a little. He's not your first black president. He's your first half white president. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And I truly love that. So it was 1976 now. We've moved up in time. She started scamming in the 1940s. Uh, 1976, Ronald Reagan was president, or he was running for president and having trouble gaining traction. As a new candidate shook hands in diners, he did gymnasiums, town halls, he kissed on all the babies. Um, And he hit upon a crowd pleaser, like a riff that got attention by playing into fears, which is what everyone in politics loves to do, is make Mm. you scared and make you racist. Um, It works. It works too good. Um, Like, they're not going to give you health care, but they will make you hate Mexicans. What? And (laughs) is that curing your cough? It tracks to me. It tracks to me. Why? I have a hip problem yeah but hating you know, mexicans has really improved it no. i'm in really serious like debt after going to school but um ever since that sort of like a uh, muslim ban things have been really <laughs> looking up for you really looking up for my debt really it's been paying itself <laughs> no honestly. it's it's the same amount of debt oh, girl what? yeah debt didn't change no it feels like it's 
lighter? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's actually it's actually more. It's yeah, more there's interest. Of interest. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, huh. Okay. That's how racism works, guys. It's a scam. Was, huh. Let it go. <laughs> so, um, call it a like 1970s version of build that wall. This is what Ronald Reagan was like going around <laughs> with. Um, so in Chicago, they found a woman who holds the record. Reagan said she used 80 names, 30 addresses, 15 telephone numbers to collect food stamps, social security, veteran benefits for non-existent diseased veteran husbands, uh, deceased, excuse me, for non-existent deceased veteran husbands, as well as welfare. Her tax-free cash income alone has been running $150,000 a year. This is an audio recording from that time and you can hear the audience gasp so ronald reagan ran on the black the back of a black woman (laughs) ran on the black of a black woman (laughs) the black of a black woman and also the back of a black woman with his new political trope which was coined welfare queen ronald reagan did this like ronald reagan you you and your your trap queen wife brought crack to the communities. Like, truly. Truly brought crack to the communities. And also, you labeled us as welfare queen. And who is Republicans' most favorite president to date? Ronald oh, fucking Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. It's abs- He was an actor. He's literally Donald Trump, but just, like, talked better. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably equal or worse. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's, an, it's interesting. And I just want to say again, <laughs> the majority of people on welfare are white. White. It's just numbers. Okay. It's just numbers. It's just numbers and facts. But he used this to create an image of black women that has stuck in people's yeah. minds to this day. A black woman eating chicken in yes, the, in yes, the yes. low income housing with her 90 kids. It's the, it reminds me kind of of like... Uh, the whole thing with voter fraud. You remember there was that scare and they were like, people are going around. Voting sucks. No one's trying to scam an election. (laughs) Not not people of color anyway. But it's that same thing where it's like one person did this thing, Mm -hmm. but you're using it as like a way to propagate fear and anger towards a whole community that isn't deserving. And that only happens to brown people. Yeah. Because white guys get to be individuals and shoot up as many movie theaters and churches as they want. And we're just like, that's just one guy. Well, that's, that is just one guy. If he's a lone wolf, you know what I mean? All (laughs) those, all those guys are just lone wolves separately with um, the same ideology that have been radicalized from the same place. No, they're alone. And also guns have personalities, so um, you have to be nice to them and they have rights. I feel like they should have... All of that is hilarious. And I feel Why like they fun? should Sorry, not I- have called it a lone wolf because wolves travel in packs. And now there's been so many lone wolves that they're a pack, right? They're a pack now. Yeah. Well, What's a lone animal that would have worked better for like white dudes um, killing randos? A, a student of fish. <laughs> maybe or something I feel like a student of fish there's definitely just one guy by himself I've talked about this on many podcasts but I think if you own an aquarium you might be a murderer um, huh. it tracks here's why it's a pet that's in a box and you put a little food on top every day you're like here you go bitch here's your food and then you watch it swim around you just get hard on it and it can't pet you it can't talk to you it can't tell you if it's sick fish you're just like nice. I, I got you in a little box bitch where you gonna go it's true <laughs> some, fi- I, some fish look nice 
nice. They do look nice, but why you gotta hold something and look at it? What what about you makes you want to have a big jaw? Cats are. I think people. Cats, cats are scarier. Cats come rub on you, fish. and yes, they'll eat you when you die. But they're your friend. But a fish can't do shit. They like look nice. <laughs> Am I a murderer? I think you might be a murderer. I've only murdered two people. I, so your next that life. Really me a, that doesn't make me a murderer. Murderer could be your new hobby. Okay. And skill. Okay. <laughs> Listen. I'm not gonna encourage that. This is a true con podcast. We do not encourage crime. Thank you. But just know, you know, you might have the talent inside of you. No, I don't. I'd immediately go down. I would go down. So <laughs> Linda Taylor quickly became a political tool wielded for purposes far beyond, beyond her misdeeds. That's so annoying. I'm annoyed. <sighs> I'm also thinking of like the 80s, like 21-year-old like Coke bro who like just graduated from GW and he's like writing speeches for Ronald Reagan and he's like, you gotta listen, Mr. Reagan, like this, I'm telling Rise you, this, this is black <laughs> bitch all the way to the White House. Ronald Reagan's like, what do you mean black? She looks Italian. He's like, I'm telling you. <laughs> right, he's I'm like, she's you. hot. I love her. <laughs> so, she's not from Kosovo? No, she's black. In reality, so they were making up the amount of money that she had stolen. Mm. They had kind of inflated it for political purposes. Yeah. In reality, a grand jury indicted her for receiving payments, adding up to a grand total of $7,608.02, which later increased to 8600 I'm sorry, $8,865.67. So just to be clear, Ronald Reagan said that she was raking in $150,000 a year. And she had over eight grand. I'm also just like, that's not a queen. Like, that's like a blacksmith. Like, that's (laughs) like... The town cobbler, like right. She she could be a jester at she's best. She's a barmaid. Oh yeah, you know for sure. that's not like the queen. No, not at all. That's crazy. I didn't know that it was that little. Actually, not it's it's a lot, and it's, it's still a scam. But also, I'm like, I thought it was more money, right? Yeah. And here's the fucked up thing about the system is it took Cook County fifty thousand dollars to convict her. Yeah. Not to mention what it costs to imprison her, nor the resources right. expended to build a case against her. It costs mm-hmm. more money to put this black woman in jail than she stole. Yeah. And that's not shocking because that's how the prison industrial complex works. This is a very political episode, guys. Sorry, we're black and we're suffering. Welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome. Join us. There was like a hashtag uh, not too long ago on, on uh, Twitter that was like, rest in peace, America. I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? I- this country's constitution was written by a bunch of nasty the old rapists and slaves owners. They so, were not good. <laughs> I, I, uh, they weren't cool dudes. It's like whenever anybody's like, this isn't the America I know. I'm like, what I, did you know? It's like crazy. I, I um, was back in New York the other day and I was listening to this this couple. They were having a fight. It was an old white man and his younger white girlfriend. And she was like, upset with him because they'd gone to like some political argument. I was trying to piece it together. You can only do so much when you're nosy and trying to see eavesdropping. I love ear hustling. My favorite hustle. Oh, I love ear hustle. Mm, I worked so hard to listen to other people's conversations. I really did. I really, really did. My mom taught me. I was like pretending to read. It was crazy. I was like flipping (laughs) the pages and I actually really liked that book so I had to try to remember my original page. You know what I mean? As I'm like, yeah. But so um, it's all about, I'm method. I'm actually fairly method. Uh, But I was listening to them arguing and he basically well a big part of their argument they were both upset about Greta Thunberg because she was like I like Greta Thunberg and he was like 
she's young. So that, that was part of their argument. But it was basically about being political. And he was like, you're just, you're radical, you know? And he was like, what happened to civility? Back in my day, two people could come from opposite sides of the table and meet in the middle. And I Back was just, in my day, we strung niggers up on trees and together. it was civil. We did it together. And we were organized. We <laughs> had snacks and we had juice. And I also was like, if I, I want this conversation to happen as organically as possible, you know, like I want... I want them to be able to reach some sort of agreement, but I also was like trying to look at her and be like, hey, hey, me over here. Hey, me, a black. Do you just want to like, maybe you can, maybe you could win this argument if you were just like, but other people. But I think she was also rich because she had a, um, at, at a point they like stopped talking and to like, you know, give themselves like a little argument break. And she was like looking at her business on Instagram. She made furniture, I think, or reupholstered previously mm. made furniture. And she only had two sales for the whole last month. And I was like, well, how can you afford a life if that's your business? So I think she was also generationally wealthy. Probably, you know, that's sweet, sweet generational wealth. <laughs> Yo, I really fucked up when my parents didn't have generational wealth. I can't believe my parents didn't have generational wealth. My parents were the first people, I think, to go to college. Yeah, and they made money, so I got, I did get off on that scam. Uh, but you know, we could have been nasty rich. Yeah. I want to be rich where, like, there's definitely been murders. I want to be the type <laughs> So rich of that you got to murder for your fortune. Rich where, like, where, like, there's, like, we own bodies of water. Oh, yes. I would love to own the Pacific. We have like a little lake. It's too cold. I would warm it up. I would warm up the Pacific. Okay. I'll actively do global warming. And this is why black people actually can't have generational wealth. <laughs> this is actually why we don't deserve it. Because we be trying to flex and warm up the Pacific. <laughs> They're like, you spent all your money on warming up the Pacific. Wait, like, so you hell yeah. bought a polar ice cap and you made it hot because you thought that would be cool? It was a flex. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see what happened. Her story and the eventual case. Wow, what a tangent. I know y'all are going to beat my ass on this episode. Oh, well, can't find me. Her story. It's my fault. I love it. I love it, I am. Her story and eventually, and it's Black History Month, so you're going to get lots of. Yeah, exactly. If you're mad at black innovation, this is actually Afrofuturism, and this is actually sort of like, um, just like black dadaism. Google all those words. (laughs) I made that up. And tell your white friends. (laughs) Tell your white friends about black dadaism. (laughs) Not even close to Dadaism. I just was looking for a word. (laughs) So her story, and this is Linda Taylor, right? That's who we're talking about. Um, Her story and the eventual case against her fueled a crackdown in the Illinois legislature on supposed welfare fraud. Remember, because she's fake stealing $100,000 a year. Thanks, Reagan. This is crazy. Leading to an 88% bump in the budget for the designated committee and partnership with, guess who, the Chicago motherfucking police. So now the police getting a pay raise so they can go hunt black and brown people for the welfare fraud that they're not doing. Well, also just the negligence and like actual like public service that that is doing. You know what I mean? Like It's horrible. So three quarters of welfare fraud cases were referred to law enforcement by 1979 up to, and this is like up 28% from 1970. So just in nine years because of Reagan, now we're just like harassing the shit out of people. The department began systematically auditing the AFDC and other programs. Lawmakers even set up anonymous hotlines to receive tips about potential cheats. So they don't made a 1-800-KAREN number (laughs) so that Karen could call when the Negroes started to look a little too rich. 
I would absolutely call that hotline for like people I was like mad at. Absolutely. You know you would. Oh my god! Hello, one eight hundred Karen. <laughs> yes, I have a neighbor. Her name is Chandra. Yes, she's a black. Uh, if you need to know that for just census purposes, <laughs> um, I think she might be doing welfare for okay, us. Okay, well, thank you. Hi, this is Karen. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm seeing Chandra actually doesn't have. She she's not on welfare. No, but well, she's black. Wait a minute. Yeah, since you called, I think we'll just arrest her anyway. Thank you so much. Have a gorgeous day. I will. Okay. Like, this is what's <laughs> happening now. This is terrible. So, and the biggest problem with this program was not that people were cheating the system or whatever Taylor style schemes they were saying, mm. but that the system was cheating them. them. Yeah. They used this. They the government was like. Linda is on to something. Yes. And now we want ours. Yeah. Government is a scam. Yes. <laughs> so it's they're the, the best. Probably arguably scams. the biggest one. We're living in a crumbling democracy. Think about taxes. It's already crumbled. The government don't tell you how much money you owe. But then if you don't pay them, they'd be like, hey, actually, this is how much money you owe. But we can't tell you until you don't pay us. Now you yeah. got to go to jail. It I, makes no sense how we pay taxes. Yeah. And then where does the money go? Do you actually know exactly where your tax dollar went? Do you know what pothole your coins filled? No, you don't. And they don't have have to tell you yeah so government was like linda yeah we like what you're doing <laughs> okay. and, and we'd right. like to add to it none of it makes sense the government i want to i think i have to work in government at some point just because no, yeah, no by the sound of this no 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 don't look so tickled <laughs> i need to be a part of that sweet sweet scam no that's like Oh god! Government. Oh god! I love it from sea to shining sea. Wow, <laughs> that's that is hills and plains and valleys, etc. Mm, purple yeah. mountain majesty. Okay, yes. For robbery, I'm into it. So, <laughs> a federal report found that a federal report found that just one percent of the annual budget of the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare was lost to unlawful uh, or willful misrepresentation. So basically, one percent. Of money that was lost was lost to fraud. But mind you, they've started policing right. people 28% higher yeah. than they were before. Bananas. Yeah. So the truth is, Linda Taylor actually was a scam artist who cheated the system quite prolifically, but not the way that society wanted mm. her. She had gone by at least eight different names by the time she was 22. She was apparently a kidnapper. Ooh. Linda, yes. I mean, if a black woman takes you, is it kidnapping? Is yeah. it a wonderful experience? Probably kidnapping still. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Probably. Just like, who'd she kidnap, do you know? Uh, I need to figure that out. Let's see. So it says uh, books. I think it's like a legend. So. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, oh, yes. The old legend of her maybe kidnapping someone. That That's a, that's, that's lore. <laughs> I truly don't know. And books written about her life even suggest that she committed murder, which... Okay. I don't know. I think people are just pontificating on a woman who is just brilliant and a good scammer, but we we don't know. Um, So he presents Linda Taylor not as a parable for anything grand, but as a singular American scoundrel who represented nothing but herself, which Mm. I wish more black people could just represent themselves. Well, that's the thing, right? Is like when that happens, then it's... 
it's like a big crime. Like it, yeah. it's like a big, it's this big, disgusting horror. Like, and I say he because I'm talking about Josh Levin. Excuse me, guys. Josh Levin wrote a book about Linda Taylor. Hmm. That was the first thing I should have said. Um, so he presents Linda Taylor not as a parable for anything grand, but as a singular American scoundrel who represents nothing but herself. Which yeah. I would love to represent just well, like, myself. That's the part of like American lore is like you're supposed to be able to like be anyone you want to be. And if you come across things by like not so great circumstances, like there's still like reward and like there's something like cool and American about it. But if you're like a black person who does that, you go to prison. Exactly. Yes. And then white people steal your story and make a movie about it, but for sure probably erase you out of it. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy too <laughs> because. When black people do good things, the good things don't represent us as much as the bad things do. So right. it's not even like, okay, look at Michelle Obama. Shouldn't black women be better revered? No, we still hate you, hoes. Mm. And we're going to use Cardi B as your reference. Like, why? They're both famous. They're both very famous. And Cardi B has done a lot of good stuff. Yes. But a lot of She the might negative. work in government one day. I would love if Cardi B worked in government. It'd be pretty cool. I would like I I want it. Okay. I want to the White House. Huh. I want that on a sign. <laughs> I want to be out in the street. Like, I don't want that. We're going for Okra. I'd never do like a <laughs> school board or something. Civility's gone from government. Now that Donald Trump has completely fucked over the scam of like politicians have to be eloquent, anybody can get their ass clapping in the White House and we not going to give a fuck. There's what what when you hire a rapist, <laughs> a so, racist, I'm taking it a, a lot murderer, right now. a thief. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and you he let him be things. the president. Yes, he has all those then things. Then after that, where is the bar? There's no more bar. No, I agree. We I don't fully... ever need to go back to suits. We don't need to go back to eloquence. We don't need to go back to you not being high on Adderall every day. <laughs> well, I'm there I see good things in this argument. I also would like a president who could read. What? Why? Just would be nice. I don't know. Just would be nice. You can read. Why your president need to read? Oh my god. <laughs> my president illiterate. Wow. <laughs> this is like a great reminder of one of my favorite things about like comedy, which is like you just have to be able to make a good argument. <laughs> there doesn't have to be any. There can be holes, but as long as it's concrete. Yes. Well. Josh Levin yes. wrote this book. And he also, in this book, recalls hints of buying and selling children on the black market. We, hold on. You can't leave this till almost the end. <laughs> That's what Josh said. Hints of? Hints of. How does one have hints of buying and selling children on the black market? That feels like the whole, like, that's the answer. No. <laughs> that's not a clue. That's the result. You bought and sold children on the black market. Yeah, I don't understand. What are the hints? Are the hints like little clothes that was left behind? Oh, like, my God. Little, little what are these doll clothes for? <laughs> little baby shoes for sale. So many baby <laughs> shoes, and she was always selling them on the corner. Also Never with children. Also with children. I okay. Thinking about that, she was thinking about that. Wait, there's more weird stuff. She befriended a sick woman named Patricia Parks, who then died under suspicious circumstances. Can we pull up Patricia? I think we got her on a tab. Um, so Patricia Parks died in June of 1975 after our. A barbiturate overdose. Yes. That was happening a lot at that time. Yeah. That's like how Jimi Hendrix died. Um, oh, I think so. But Taylor was well, like for a, a while a suspect in Patricia's death, but ultimately was never charged. Um, all they said was, that's another black woman dead. Wow. Yeah. Barbiturates are kind of glamorous, too. Are they? Aren't they? 
I think you be throwing up when you die. That's not cool. But like, that's not cute. It makes me think of um. It makes me think of Jimi Hendrix. It makes me think of Valley of the Dolls. You ever seen that? Mm mm. It's this uh, old movie, and uh, basically it's about people going to Hollywood and then getting addicted to pills. And there's this scene where she goes, "Give me my dolls! I just want my dolls! Give me my dolls!" Oh, that is glamorous. Yeah. So. That, that glamorized it for me. That okay. was all I needed was that spectacular performance. Okay, thank you. So maybe she murdered her friend. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she stole some kids. Maybe she didn't. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, who among us? Who among us hasn't been to the black market and the real queen. life black market? It's Black History Month, and I'm not judging a black queen. The, the black market <laughs> is a part of Black History Month. It's not, but we will say it will for these intensive purposes. So one of her husbands, because she had a few, honey, Sherman Ray was shot by one of her cronies and his family accused she her has of being cronies? involved. She has cronies? I, I don't understand Linda's life, especially <laughs> given that... Okay, so especially given that he had taken out two life insurance plans shortly before his death, his, and her Taylor husband. was the beneficiary of both. Her husband, Sherman Ray, was shot by her cronies. That's what they're saying. And that she he had taken out two life insurance policies, like, right before his death. I, I think there's things... There's things missing from her life for me. I, I don't like the way that this is arranged either. Um, no shade. But no, no shade. No, it's, it's just like, these are the things I wanted to know in the beginning. <laughs> well, because, okay, because I kind of was like defending her. That's okay. You can still defend her. Maybe she murdered her husband. Maybe she didn't. It's hard with the black market stuff. And now knowing that she has cronies, I it's hard to be like, she's a scammer. Like, she's like a criminal. She's a career criminal. Look, that's what I was thinking. She sort of like was like going around trying to have day jobs and it was hard. Oh, no, she's a criminal. Okay, Io is getting off the scam train, guys. I see her getting off the train right now with her hobo bag. Get back on the train. I I just my little (laughs) stick, my little stick and my bandana are they're wavering. They're weary on Mm, my shoulder. I'm fully buckled into this train. I want to come down. My tiny little scampy little dog is barking. He wants to get off. No, he wants wants to stay on. This is where this is where life is for your dog now. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've become a crony. You have? And I know you become my crony. Uh, we'll have fun after this. I may or may not have someone with life insurance policies that I need you to kill. Oh my God, it's my mother! <laughs> So at various points, Taylor comes across mentally ill, pathological in her lies, and perhaps unable to distinguish what's real from what's fake. At other times, Josh Levin, who is describing her in this book called The Queen, suggests that she seemed to know precisely which lever to pull, which I think is more accurate. Like when you're getting a psyche eval and like you need to, it's just like when you go to jury duty and you don't want to do jury duty, which black people, you have to go to jury duty and you have to do it because of racism. Sorry, I have to do it too. But when you go to you're doing you want to get out of it you say the wrong thing so that they kick you out like oh how do you feel about cops you'd be like i hate them or i want to have sex with them all like you have to say something radical insane so they'll kick you off the jury i think that when you go get a psyche eval and you know that if you have a bad eval it's gonna help you you gotta go in there and give them your best you know halle berry wow Just give them your best Halle Berry. In, a, them, in one of those movies where she loses her child. She's always like... Octavia Spencer and Ma. 
do that. That's a three day performance. Oh, but see, that takes too long. I feel what like the, the the good thing about Octavia Spencer and Maz, like you don't know she's crazy for a little while. Like, well, then just do the end. Just skip to the end of Ma. <laughs> skip to the end. <laughs> just skip to the end of Ma, <laughs> folks. If I can leave you with one thing, one recommendation, I gotta tell you, you gotta see Ma. It's fantastic. I have a friend in it who shows his butt. All right, he's actually on the show at some point. <laughs> the white guy. Yes. Oh, is he at our age? Uh, a little bit younger. Okay, that tracks. His name's Johnny Paolo. He's very cool. Mm. I like him a lot. Uh, he's on the show. Ma. You will hear that episode at some point. Great so watch Ma. Ma. So Support the working actors in Ma. Got to. Um, so she's listed as white in a 1930s census. I'm telling you, she looks like she's from Kosovo. In, she looks like Rita Ora's mother. She's listed as white and Mexican on a 1945 arrest report. Okay, and she's listed as Hawaiian... That during I her to. 1946 rest report. So basically, I relate to that. She's like The Rock. Yes. You know? Yes. Like every race that The Rock has listed, Linda Taylor's Linda listed. The Rock Taylor. <laughs> Linda The Rock Taylor. Also, earlier when we said um, she's a little hottie, hot girl, I was thinking Linda The Taylor. I, oh, I, feel, I still think this Linda Taylor's pretty hot. <laughs> so no matter her background, Taylor did a monstrous things while she was alive. Linda Taylor was a victim of many things, including racism, family cruelty, and possibly mental illness. She then went on to victimize a long list of people herself. Uh, and those people are, again... Maybe Sherman Ray, who died. Maybe she murdered him. Um, children. Various children who we don't know if she may or may not have sold. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> these yeah, are all yeah. hypotheticals. But also, like, to be the type of person who... Somebody's like, we don't know if she sold a child. That's I, uh, not great. Technically, I don't know if you've sold a child. You know that I haven't <laughs> sold a child. I don't know that for sure. You know that I haven't. Not I've on been, purpose. I haven't been with you not your whole life. Not on purpose. See, not on purpose. Doubt. You're creating doubt. <laughs> so Linda Taylor, uh, maybe that wasn't even her real name, but that's the name that stuck the longest, died in 2002 in a care facility near Chicago. Wow. Linda... Is this kind of like um this is a this is a bit of a, a tricky one. A lot of them are. She's got a, a checkered past. Yeah, because I, I will say I don't encourage murder. This is a podcast that we fully don't focus on murder or you know, I mean, yeah. we focus on fun crime, yeah. fun true con. Yeah. Um and Linda may or may not have been a murderer, but since we don't know, I'm gonna lean with no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Innocent until proven guilty. Right, but when but when there's smoke, there's fire, and I feel like if people are like, maybe you murdered someone. Yeah, it's beyond smoke. <laughs> it's like full fog at like a Diplo concert. This is like dangerous levels. I don't know. Of it's it's hazardous. I believe a queen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. But I love that you have to grapple with this. Song. I'm grappling hard. <laughs> well, you can grapple during the break. We'll be right back with more Scam Goddess. Robbery! And fraud! Guys. She's stretching. <laughs> Io is stretching in the studio. She's, we've stressed her out. I'm still gl I'm glad she came back after the break because uh, she was trying to jump off the scam train. <laughs> um, guys, so this is our last segment. My of little the show. dog was like holding on to my right. like patchwork yeah. pants as I was like trying to get off the train. He was like tugging me. So, this is Scammer of the Week. And 
why not highlight another black queen mm. who you all probably know by now and love who used racism to her advantage just like Linda Taylor but maybe didn't murder anyone and maybe didn't sell any children on the black market. <laughs> it's the maybes. Maybe. It's the maybes. <laughs> so over the past few months the conservative sections of social media have become fixed fixated on a walk away campaign. This was months ago. This was in 2019. That was urging Democrats and minorities to take their blinders off and join the Republican Party it was called wa- hashtag walk away oh, God. from who you are and everything you stand for to support racism <laughs> that hurts you. That's the longer hashtag, but the short hashtag was walk away. So this girl tweeted, and this was in 2019, months ago. Um, they So the Republican Party seemed to have added a black college student named Quran to the ranks. And the girl, she tweeted, I will not hide any longer. The left has made us feel as if us black Republicans mm-hmm. should hide, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Let me put on my Martin Luther King voice. But not anymore. Blacks what? for Trump. You're Walk singing. away. <laughs> MAGA. You're singing. You literally- Make America great again. Wow. To the mountaintop. That's good. <laughs> so the tweet went viral. That's me as Coretta Scott King. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. That's all Coretta Scott King <laughs> oh, said every day. Oh, wow. So Martin, it was like, hey. Martin, that <laughs> slaps. That was weirdly mm. got into like a half lowest. I was like, I have a dream. And she was wow, like, Martin, why wow. <laughs> I want to go to jail. I would like to go to jail, please. <laughs> so the tweet went viral. She got a momentary blast of internet fame. Yes. But things took a turn when Quran tweeted a text conversation between her and her mom. Yes. She claimed that her parents disowned her, kicked her out of her house, and refused to pay her college tuition. To make ends meet, Quran set up a GoFundMe, my favorite scam platform. And asked for financial support from her newfound Republican fan base. If you could find it in your hearts, racist white people, to help this young black Republican pay for school, it would be appreciated. Mm-hmm. She tweeted, less than three hours after claiming to be disowned by her family, Quran revealed the text messages and the MAGA hat were a ruse to scam desperate, insecure Republicans. So a rumor started circulating that she had raised more than $150,000. Over the phone, Quran admitted that she didn't raise much of anything and that she'd refunded what she had received. That's between me and the IRS, she said coyly when asked <laughs> how much she's gotten. A queen. She said, I just decided to refund everyone and give them their money back. I think it was maybe like $200 at that point. Uh, email screenshots she had backed up this claim. Yes. GoFundMe refunded at least $90, 150 donation and one for 20. Um that don't add up to $90. <laughs> <laughs> That's $70. What's going on? <laughs> I feel like I'm being scammed out of research today. Uh Um, So she says, I just honestly didn't want to take their money. Yeah, I can pay for school, but I don't want Republican money to pay for it. Are you kidding me? That's the best kind of money to pay for it. I Uh want Republican money to pay for everything. I want Republican money to pay for my wax. Your wax? Yeah, my wax and my vagina. I would love for that to be funded by Republican money. This is, I think if a Republican was listening to this podcast, they'd be like, this is why I don't believe in... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in any sort of <laughs> socialist <laughs> like take on the economy. I'm getting government refunds to go to European Wax Center. Wow. Um, yeah. It no. is crazy, though. It's like if you're a Republican, you believe that like 
money should go to war and like big guns, but, but you, you know, don't believe it should go. That's not what being a Republican used to stand for. Used you to believe just it shouldn't like, go to, le- to to you getting your vagina waxed. It should. Think about it. That's what is the greatest healthcare. weapon of mass destruction? The vagina. <laughs> and it's crazy because it didn't used to be that way. Like Republicans, like, yeah, there's always been like a taste of racism in the soup, you know, for flavor. Mm. Uh, but, they don't have anything but else, it wasn't, really. like openly this racist. Like you could be a Republican and just actually just be really selfish about giving your money to people. Yeah, it, you know, there's a lot of nice, very wonderful white people who just don't want to help the poor. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. And now their party stands for racism. Right. They're like, that's not what we were doing we just didn't want them to have things yeah yeah <laughs> we want to kill them Oof. we want them to die slow from not having resources right exactly <laughs> that's the that's that's the civil way to do it yes so she says her only regret is that she wished a better photo of her had gone viral damn go off but yeah she scammed these she says she gave the money back i would have loved this scam more if she kept all the money no because she would have they were like they would have gone bananas why that's the thing about gofundme that i don't understand is like people be like oh well you're not really sick you have to give all the money back why gofundme is a platform for scammers and liars there's nothing wrong with making up a fake GoFundMe. And oh my <laughs> god okay because think about it how does your life change if my kid didn't really break his leg were you gonna know he broke his leg and you paid me twenty dollars for it no Wait. Either way, <laughs> if I had a hypothetical child, which I How do not have any so children. are so good at making convincing arguments? Are you going to sleep differently? No. You can, you get to feel good that you contributed to my non-existent son's broken leg fund. This is fascinating. Um, I don't know. What, I have nothing to say. Because there's nothing to be said. Wow. And GoFundMe should not make you refund the money just because you didn't make the web series, which I know y'all not making them web series. I know y'all stealing that money. And you know we don't want to watch your web series either way. I so. think web series are different. No, people ain't making them. No, but I, I think like it's like if it's health, like that should be real. If it like Why? health should be real. Because like actual people are dying in our medical medical or, or, and or what medical is your services. so you was gonna get that same $20 to the person who was actually dying no well, you was not yeah or try to you wasn't gonna even but try. a web series is like if you donate money to like an artistic venture like you that there's like inherent evil in that even if it's good there's inherent evil in in supporting art no one should support the arts <laughs> from <laughs> the arts an shouldn't artist be supported. yeah from an artist the, arti- the arts shouldn't be supported I'm just saying I'm just saying, guys, you don't know if anybody on GoFundMe got their chemo or got their leg fixed. Well, yeah, like if they got died, their house then they rebuilt. Will be able to. Is that what you're banking on? Yeah. I'm always banking on that. I death. don't do follow ups <laughs> on GoFundMe. I see a sad story, I throw a coin, and I hope for the best. Sometimes I do a follow up. Because I'm just like, did you get healthy? <laughs> like, did you? I, I get invested in people's personal stories as well. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I love lot. to donate to a classroom. I love to donate to see, a classroom. See, that's bullshit. You don't what? Even, where, where is your pencil money going? Wait, what, you going to see the Kleenex that the kids put their boogers in? You're not going to see where your money went? Oh, my. It's like long con. You know what I mean? It's what? like long con. Then, 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 then one day there's a when kid. When one of the kids is, is president, you're like, I gave you pencils? No. No, he's like, he doesn't know. That's the beauty of it. He goes, you know, one day I was I was in my little classroom. It was third Bring grade. Bring back okay, yes. And there was a there was a a sneeze in my body mm. that rumbled so much in my wow. bones it almost shook me to the core. Let it out. And I almost sneezed, boogers and all. 
on the chief of police who was visiting our school. Fuck the chief of police. You should have sneezed on his I ass. I got a tissue. I got a tissue. And I blew my nose. And that saved me from going down the school to prison pipeline. <laughs> and now I'm president, you know? Like this is that. what Io requires to donate money to your like GoFundMe. That. Like that makes sense. Keep scamming GoFundMe, congregation. Guys, we've reached the end of the episode. <laughs> What a wild ride. It's Black History Month, okay? I'm going to do what I want, okay? This Linda Taylor story, all over the place. Very crazy. Don't tweet me about it. Just enjoy the ride. Sometimes this is a comedy podcast. Um, uh, Where can people find you? People can find me online. Uh, My name is Mm. it, and that's where you can find me, at Iowa Debris on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at my house. My address is... You don't want people finding you at your house. My address is uh, UCB Franklin. I live on top of UCB Franklin. You can come there people and will throw go there. snacks at the top of the theater. I sit there and I'll eat your snacks. What is happening? <laughs> Guys, as always, you can find us at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Email us your scams. Make sure they're nice and old and retired like the scams that we got today, which you cannot do in modern times that anymore. That is fun. Uh, love those scams. Mm. And guys, as always, you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I Diva Lacey on all platforms. Follow me. Watch my Instagram stories. I got attacked by a clown. Uh, that's true. I ran into a clown twice. Oh and God. I might as well just say this because I'm still here. Uh, ran into a cloud. It's, it's kind of my fault. Ran into a clown. <laughs> I guess he was dressed as the Joker in A Food no. for Life. Us, which is like a very very bad food store that you should never this really go all into. This is really dark. And um, I filmed him a little bit, and he like looked at me. He saw you and filming. Then, yeah, he saw me filming. Then uh-huh. I was driving down Hollywood Boulevard on my way to shoot something, and the same clown was there argue, arguing with someone who looked like Harley Quinn but had a bat, but like a very sad Harley Quinn. And um, yeah, and they started fighting, and then he saw me, and I was taking a picture again. Oh no. <laughs> Then he came up to my car. This literally got, is the plot of the Joker. He got in where front the Joker of my car. is being attacked by black women. That's all <laughs> the Joker is about. He got in front of my car, stopped my car in the middle of traffic. All the other traffic keeps going, right? The Joker's sitting on my car. Yeah. He's trying to wrestle the bat from Harley Quinn, who's maybe his lover. Oh People have told me they've God. seen them make out on the train. And he's trying to take a bat to my brand new Mercedes. And uh, yeah, this is literally the plot of the Joker. <laughs> this is Todd Phillips's the Joker. So yeah, guys, don't be out here filming people for the gram. Stop doing shit for clout. I will stop as well because I almost got my fucking brakes beat off my car. So you know, hey, wow, wh- this is an insane. Yeah, you episode. can just do like signs and inanimate objects for clout. Inanimate okay. objects are fine, not people. Wait, really quickly. <laughs> I'm thinking about Joker now. Just, we have to leave. Do you think that Todd Phillips like was in love with the black woman and then she like dumped him brutally and that's why he made Joker? Because every single woman in Joker is like black. Really? Yeah. Basically. I didn't know that. Who's like kind of like I didn't see that movie. Him. It's yeah. That's that movie's fine. not for me. It it isn't. I just you. didn't want to sit in the theater because you know the, the movies be popping off. They had too many warnings talk about we oh, looking for shooters. I was like I'm not my, going to that movie. Wow. I once actually had a weird moment because we went to a, a movie theater 
and looked at the seating arrangement. Yes. And we're like, where would we be able to get out alive if there was a shooting? And so we we're planning this. And then the guy next to us was buying tickets. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, this is America. What are you talking about? We're trying to be oh near the exit. Anyway, this is insane. Yes. Guys, follow us places. <laughs> Tweet us. Maybe not after that, but that's fine. <laughs> Tweet us positive things about this. Yeah. It's Black History Month. Go rate this episode five stars and give me a nice review and stop spelling my name wrong. Oh, I have a I podcast too. Yes, plug your podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. It's it's called Iconography. Um, I co-host it with my friend Olivia Craighead, who's also a black woman who was raised by a white mother. Mm. But I like her a lot. So, Lacey. I'm probably uh, going to cut that part out. So. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, <laughs> anyway, we talk about celebrity uh, culture and we bring on fun guests and they talk about people who are icons to them. We play games and we talk and it's fun. Mm. If you like celebrities and people who are neurotic, well, that's the podcast. All right, guys. If you lasted this long. Uh, if you lasted this long, I'll tell you one secret. Well, Hey, I've been dropping leave. hints, and you were right. I did murder somebody. <laughs> you were right all along. <laughs> we're leaving. You'll never guess where they're buried. <laughs> the top of UCB Franklin. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. <laughs> Bye. Damn goddess. Podswag has all the podcast paraphernalia you could ever hope for, like t-shirts, pins, bags, hats, candles, and special holiday collections. This holiday season, give the gift of Podswag by shopping their Black Friday sale. You can get 40% off from Friday, November 29th through Sunday, December 1st. Just go to podswag.com and use the code BLACKFRIDAY for 40% off the majority of items. That's podswag.com, offer code BLACKFRIDAY.